Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Welcome to The Shit Show. Welcome to the world of the media. Kia ora everyone, it's just Rubes here at the moment. Today we are not actually releasing a new episode. Luce and I just made the move up to Auckland, which is super exciting, but it has been such a hectic week. So we decided to take this opportunity to re-release an old podcast episode. This is an episode with Liv and Lucy talking about bad sex. This is a super important topic and one that we discussed a lot on the website. And no, it's not just talking about somebody who's bad in bed. Anyway, I hope you guys enjoy and stay tuned for Friday's episode where we will get into everything regarding Trump and his COVID diagnosis. Are you fucking serious? And all that good stuff. So enjoy, guys. See ya. So here's the story, folks. Bad sex. So this week's our topic was driven from the response that we had to an anonymous article posted on our website titled Bad Sex. For those of you who haven't read it, we're not talking about having sex with someone who's bad in bed, but sex that leaves you feeling super shit. Sex that takes away a piece of yourself and instills a sense of shame, shock, and really it's sex that doesn't feel like sex at all. So we thought the article discussed an area of sex that just isn't talked about at all really. It's sex that's consensual, but then you find yourself feeling really wrong during and or after. Now guys, just before we get into this, I do just want to put a trigger warning before this conversation. So we are talking about sex, we make references to sexual assault. So if you think that this is going to be too hard for you to listen to, or you're not in the mental space to listen to it right now, that is absolutely fine. You can stop the podcast here. I do also just want to point out that during this conversation, me and Liv do really try to be as respectful to this sensitive topic as we can. But as we discuss later on, there's no dialogue that's available to talk about bad sex. And there's no discussions or research that exists really on it outside of the discussion we're about to have so it is really hard to get things right and we're not always going to get things right but we are just doing our best we do want to start a conversation and to start a conversation sometimes you have to talk about things that are uncomfortable to talk about and that's what we do in this conversation so we are trying our best we just want you guys to know that we don't get it right all the time but we are trying and we want this to be something that people feel brave enough to talk about and if we have to start that off and get a few things wrong or fumble over our words here or there that's the price we're willing to pay so just bear in mind that we're not perfect but we're doing our best so I'm gonna actually start off this segment with 
a little poem that's from the book I recommended earlier on by Charlie Cox called She Must Be Mad. So Charlie actually talks a lot about how we feel during sex and why we may want sex. So this one's called I'll Be Home in the Morning. This is a mistake, but something in my loins says yes. Something allows him to undress. Something takes me straight to bed. And that something doesn't live in my head. It sits a pain within my chest, beyond a place where secrets rest. It's dark and I don't like it there. It's packed with secrets and overstuffed. Yet what it screams that mutes me deaf, the most blatant entry I misread. Say simply, don't do this when all you want is to be loved. I just thought that poem really highlighted the topic for the week. Yeah, it's a beautiful poem. I think that's a really nice way to start a discussion that we don't exactly want to have to have. It's a shame that we have to have this conversation, but we do. And I think it's really important that we do. So many of you resonated with the article that was posted and there's just no vocab around this type of experience. So there's just no language to... Yeah, no, there's no language to discuss Mm. this actually really, really broad area of sex. I think what the article and the response to the article really highlighted for me was that almost everyone related to it in some sense, but their relations were all quite different. So I'm just going to read a little excerpt from the article. So they say, I can't find anything to label what happened because I had agreed to. Actually, I initiated having sex. I didn't say stop because I didn't know how. The only thing I can use to explain what happened that night is bad sex. Consensual sex is a spectrum in which we need more language. Language prevents isolation and gives us the ability to explain and discuss. I know a similar thing has happened to a lot of people, which makes me question why the fuck can't we slash don't we talk about it? So that's kind of the crux of this conversation that we're having today. I think as with anything, if you feel like you don't have words to describe it, you're not going to talk about it. And that's the whole issue. And you're never going to feel validated. You won't feel validated and you won't talk about it because there's actually no way to describe it. You feel like you have no way to describe it. So I feel like this umbrella term of bad sex has really opened up an area for a lot of people to feel safe talking about experiences that they have in the past not known how to talk about and be taken seriously. Exactly, because there's just too much of a jump from what we deem normal sex to sexual assault. And there's such a huge, expansive area in between. And it can leave you feeling stupid. Like, it can leave you feeling like you should just get over what happened to you because it's not sexual assault and Don't you dare label it sexual assault because that's way too far. You're taking it too far. You're accusing. Yeah. And this isn't about laying blame at all. No. This isn't about laying blame. 
It's about trying to find the words to discuss an experience that was traumatic for you or left you feeling like shit. We talked last week in our episode about how important it is to talk about things that make you feel like shit. If there's no words to discuss it and no one there to validate your experience because you can't even describe the experience without making it sound like you're making something more serious than it was by labeling it. That's that's the thing. Because it, it, it is serious, but it's not serious in a court of law. So guys, with this conversation, we really want it to be driven by the comments that you guys left. Because this conversation is about all of us. It's not about me and Liv preaching what we think. It's actually about your experiences, validating them, and then trying to figure out a way that we can talk about bad sex in the future or just let people know that this is an area of sex that happens and it's okay for you to talk about it or to prevent it from happening. And I think what the comments again highlighted was that it's so universal but personal at the same time. And I feel like these are the hard discussions because you don't want to generalize people's feelings because it's all so, so incredibly personal and you you will never know exactly what someone's feeling like. But then also when you read other people having similar experiences, it can make you feel less alone. Liv, I agree. I think this is a way of one validating everyone's personal experience and two creating in a space of solidarity because yeah for, for us to be strong and for for us to make change we have to have solidarity and for people to feel safe in conversations like this so we're gonna now read some of the comments that you guys left on the post on our instagram and on our website so someone wrote This happened to me at 14. I didn't have the vocabulary to explain what was going on in my head. And in return, I just became numb to the explosive anxiety. Another person wrote, I relate to this so much. I have had consensual sex with someone but still felt violated. I feel like my body was being used as a vessel to come into and not like it was a pleasure-filled experience being felt together. And there is no word for that, and it's hard to talk about. So guys, what both of these comments outlined for us was, again, that need for some vocab to let people actually vocalize how they feel about the experiences with what we can only call um, bad sex. So what these also highlight is that consensual sex can still feel violating, and I think that's the crux of what bad sex is it's sex that you leave feeling violated but you know that you allowed it to happen yeah and even initiated it to happen exactly so then there's that feeling of guilt associated with it as well I think if you don't understand what is happening or what you're feeling while it happens it's near impossible to tell your partner how it's making you feel during so this is why the vocab is so important because we need to have words And the thing is, I don't know what words, but hopefully talking about it, we'll try and figure it out along the way. We need language to tell ourselves what's happening so then we can tell our partner how we feel during these times because people aren't mind readers. And we can't expect them to be. We can't expect them to be mind readers. You'd hope 
that you could expect them to feel the vibe of the situation but I don't know maybe they're too in their own head maybe they've got other things going on I think a really important thing to look at as well and I think this is going to be something that I'll keep coming back to throughout the whole conversation is looking at why you want sex because it's okay to want sex but if you actually look at yourself and kind of figure out why you want it what you want out of it you're going to be more inclined to know if the feeling is not right while it's happening if you're not getting the right things out of it if you're not feeling comfortable if you learn what emotions you like to feel during sex and what you don't like to feel during sex then you're going to be more likely to vocalize that if something doesn't feel right to you the next kind of element of this conversation we wanted to have was the idea of the gray area that exists between consensual sex to sexual assault, which is a massive gray area because a lot can change between giving consent and how you feel afterwards. So one of the comments that we got that kind of told us we really had to talk about this gray area was I think this is a very important topic because there is a gray area between just bad sex and sexual assault where it's difficult to draw the line. When it comes to laws regarding sexual violence, there's usually a discussion about whether it should be a no means no situation, it's rape if the perpetrator doesn't accept a no, or a yes means yes situation where it's rape if the perpetrator hasn't asked for consent and gotten a yes. This comment highlights that you can leave consensual sex feeling like you've been sexually assaulted when you haven't because you've given consent and that's the only thing that stops it from being sexual assault. So what this person is talking about is basically a situation that they have left feeling as though it's assault. They've given consent, but by the end, that was not what they signed up for. And they have nothing to describe this feeling because maybe they feel like it's not going to be validated if it isn't a crime. That's the thing. You're like, okay, cool. I'm having sex. I've had sex before. It's always been good. It's whatever. And then you're in the situation. You're like, what the fuck? (laughs) Like, this isn't this isn't it this is different this is fucking different and then afterwards you're like what was that I I don't want that I didn't ever want that to happen but I consented to it I said yes how do we talk about this how do we talk about this and yes there are going to be people also out there saying well why didn't you just say no in the moment um because this has never happened before you're fucking confused you're already in a compromised situation exactly you're scared about hurting their feelings as well because and I know that to many people that may seem illogical but like if this is someone you know well and you care about them then you'd never want them to feel like they're doing something horrific even if they are it's a really complicated situation and this happens in relationships too this doesn't just happen one night stands it happens in marriages it happens this in one night stands is awful but I think people are more mentally prepared for it if it is a one night stand of someone they've never met before you you don't know what the sex is going to be like whereas if you're sleeping with someone that you've previously slept with quite a few times and that maybe you have a lot of feelings 
towards and you don't expect it and you don't expect it i mean you should never expect it you should never expect it but if it's not what you're used to yeah it just like hits you out of the blue and it's shocking and then therefore you don't know what to do in the moment you can freeze up i mean you're frozen you your brain leaves you well it's fight or flight it's not just fight or flight it's fight flight freeze you're frozen you can't burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping and that extends to their outdoor collection their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements featuring rust proof stainless steel hardware weather ready teak and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Control so guys, it. we are in no way equating what this article said and what a lot of the experiences that you guys brought to us with sexual assault because that's a huge allegation but we are trying to talk about this gray area and we really are doing our best to not generalize to not place blame and to not as we said before allege anything we are just trying to have a discussion about the gray areas and the vocab surrounding these experiences So another comment along these lines is this. So this resonated with me a lot. I had met a guy who I would say perked my interest. He seemed genuine and acted as though he was interested. So long story short, I went along and initiated consent for something to happen. He had picked me up and I got in his car and we went for a drive to talk and to get to know each other. I had kissed him first, so I guess he thought something was definitely going to happen. The thing is, I'm not sure if I wanted anything besides a kiss that night. I kept going over and over the scene in my head because yes, I did give him the signal that I wanted something, but when I had said goodbye that night, the next few days, I was continuously thinking of the way it panned out or that my pleasure wasn't near what I know it to be. I think the main bit of this comment is that she said, the thing is, I'm not sure I wanted anything besides a kiss that night. And then obviously things progressed much further than that. And she and she said she kissed him first. So, yeah, she felt that she'd given him consent. Exactly. So she gave him consent. She gave him the idea that she was down for. It's hard because it's like, since when did kissing someone mean you wanted to have sex with them? Because I think she's insinuating that something did happen and that she didn't find it particularly pleasurable. So we don't know what actually happened, whether she had sex with him or not. But just in the grand scheme of things, like as a teenager, when you're kissing boys and you're kind of working up the ladder of all of the sexual things that you can do, I feel like you're given the chance to kind of like explore each step. Whereas as an adult, it's almost like you're expected to just You're expected to just go in and do the whole shebang at once? Literally, like, you're expected to just do it as soon as you kiss the person, which is a bit fucked because there's such a difference between kissing someone and having sex with them. So I think what's really important is to question what we actually want out of the interaction. So this leads into why we're having sex. Having sex for love or comfort instead of actually wanting to have intercourse so comments surrounding this topic we've got this one which is 
my first time having sex was at the age of 16 with a guy I had been dating for a year. The sex was okay. I was just excited to feel the love from this guy. We dated for another year until things started getting toxic. He was over at my house one day and told me he wanted to have sex and I was not down for it at all. I didn't say yes or no, but I let him drag my body to the end of the bed and fuck me. It seems that when people are comfortable enough with you, they assume full consent, but this should not be the case. I felt completely numb. How could a guy I thought I was in love with for two years look at me as just sex? He didn't even care if I was enjoying it. That was the last time I had sex with him. I couldn't have sex with anybody else for over a year. The next comment actually is from someone that talks about the first person that they are having sex with as well at 16. So the first guy I slept with at age 16 ended up as my boyfriend for five years. The only reason I had sex with him was to please him and be normal. I would put a pillow over my face and feel relieved when it was over because then I could feel free from the pressure to have sex for a few days. He was otherwise kind. I just don't think either of us knew better. I think it affected me more than I know but who knows because I'm now too uncomfortable to really explore the matter. It was bad sex to say the least. And then there's one more comment with this theme. So this is so true. You'll go into a sexual experience with someone and it's consensual. They've been so lovely to you up until now and you're really excited. But as soon as it's over, they don't care. No aftercare, no acknowledgement. You are ignored. They've used you to get their rocks off and now they're discarding you when you felt like it was going to be something else. There have been times where I've cried after sex when this has happened. It's not assault, but God, it makes you feel objectified, used, dirty. I think these three comments, and these are just three of you know the hundreds that we got, are really, really telling of one, the effects that bad sex can have on you because you were wanting love and comfort or something else and what you got wasn't what you wanted. It's like the first two comments said, I couldn't have sex with anybody else for over a year. And the next one says, I'm too uncomfortable to really explore the matter now. So having sex for... Having sex for the wrong reason, not in like a malicious way at all it's more just in like you're not fully aware of what you want and that's not your fault and maybe you thought that it was for the right reason you thought you were going to come out feeling really loved yeah but you didn't and you realize afterwards that it wasn't and I think that's such a major thing with these types of experiences is that they affect you so much afterwards because during the time you don't know how you don't even understand how it's affecting you. Exactly. Like when the last comment said, it is an assault, but God, it makes you feel objectified, used and dirty. And and I feel like that kind of the three adjectives that come after you've sat with it for a while. Maybe you start off feeling weird after it, but after it festers and you think about it so much, you, you feel objectified and used and dirty. And that is not what anyone wants to come out of consensual sex feeling like. I also just do want to say not everyone wants sex for love and comfort. So we're all humans, which means most of us are inherently sexual and it's okay to just want sex for sex. It's fun and it can leave you feeling really good. 
that's not what we're talking about. Yeah, 100% loose. If you genuinely feel in yourself and you want to go and find someone to have sex with or you have someone that you know that you have good sex with and it's really enjoyable and it's not about the comfort, it's not about the love, like you just want that physical engagement, that's like awesome. Go for it. I think the issue comes about when deep down that's not actually what you want. You want love and affection. You want comfort and then you're having sex. And you think you're going to get that. Exactly, which a lot of the time you do. A lot of the time with good sex, if you're having it with someone who really cares about you, you will feel those things. And someone said before about aftercare, which I think is really important, like just to be acknowledged, to have a laugh, to have a chat, like afterwards. Exactly, to feel safe. To feel safe. And what just happened. Because it's such a vulnerable thing. It's super vulnerable and like just being discarded by someone is a really, really awful thing to happen. And this goes for same-sex relationships too. This is completely inclusive to all types of relationships. Bad sex can happen to everyone. And this happens to guys as well. We had a comment on the website saying that, I am an ex-Christian and didn't have sex until I was 23. After getting a divorce at 26, I decided I wanted to have a nice one-night stand. Turns out that my concept of sex within the safety of a relationship was wrong. The sex was bad. There was no care and no human element to it. Just a living dildo. I wanted to stop, but I had always been taught that men want sex, that they need sex. So I didn't say anything and walked home feeling nothing but shame and remorse. My lesson from that moment is that as a man, I am allowed to not want sex and I am allowed to say, let's stop or no. Who knew? And I think, Liv, this comment brings us perfectly to what we want to talk about next how we can stop this happening and why this actually happens. And with this comment here, this shows that we need more education while we're growing up for all people, all genders. We need to have more conversations growing up in schools or wherever it may be about why we have sex and what different relationships to sex can look like. This boy is saying that he thought that men loved having sex and wanted to have sex, but that was just what he was taught when in fact he really obviously hasn't figured out what his relationship to it is. And that's where education comes in. Absolutely. It's actually really interesting, the gender debate around the subject matter. Guys can 100% feel objectified during sex. I'm sure that that's happened to many guys Because I sort of was thinking like a theory as to why this happens is maybe the two totally different narratives that guys and girls are fed growing up surrounding sex. I don't know that like I'm not trying to say that this is correct or anything. It was just something I was potentially thinking about. This is a bit of a generalization and I don't know how to not generalize this, but guys grow up more with porn than girls or at least thinking that porn's okay and a part of their coming of age whereas girls don't get told to go and watch porn or masturbate or any of that stuff no it's not it's not normalized in society so guys you know are expected to go and watch porn a lot of porn is barely even sex like it's it's crafted 
it's crafted and it's false and it's giving false expectations of what they're going to get out of sex and how sex is going to be and what they should expect from it. Yeah, and how sex should be done and how you should have sex with the partner. Whereas girls generally are more brought up with the idea of fairy tales, their prince charming. They're always going to be treated like a princess and cared for, or they need to be cared for. Yeah, it puts too much pressure on guys to be the princes. Exactly. So then like how, because how are we meant to come together and have healthy sex when we're fed these two totally opposing narratives growing up about what it is? Boys watch dirty, niche, different types of porn. That's again, adrenalization, but that's what we're talking about here. And girls watch movies where... The girl is softly woken up by true love's kiss. And neither one of these things are real. Neither one of these things are what we should be expecting from sex. And neither one of them are going to fit together for an enjoyable experience. Exactly. There's a huge cavern between these two ideas. And I think like this is something that needs to be brought in like end of high school. Like, yes, you have puberty lessons when you're in like year four and five, and then you have maybe health in year nine and 10. But actually, where is the chat in schools about sex and creating a healthy relationship with your own body? Where's the chat about female masturbation? I'm sure as fuck I've never been told how to do it or that it was okay to do in a lesson at school. Like, oh God, no. Literally, we were taught about sex at school was like chlamydia and herpes. Or how to put a condom on. Exactly. Abstinence is best. Like, <laughs> that's so outdated. And and it shouldn't come from teachers either. It should come from experts in like self-love and liberation and sex. It should come from sexperts, not from your washed up PE teacher that has been dragged into this awkward chat with her class. That she doesn't want to do. It should be taught by someone that wants to do it and is going to go into the grey area of bad sex and is going to have a framework of how to talk about it and even just letting students or people know that it happens. It would be really interesting actually to see what sex ed is like in schools these days because I'm sure it has changed quite a bit since we were at school. But If you're a teacher or a student and you want me and Liv to come in and talk about sex and bad sex at your school please do email us at hi at shityoushouldcareabout.com because we will happily put together a chat about all of this or just play them this podcast as long as you guys know that bad sex for what we have defined it as which is very broad because there's no language around it as we know but it happens if you have experienced this or if someone else that you know has experienced this and talked to you about it and doesn't know how to get further help um you can free call or text 1737 at any time to chat to a trained counselor you can also call um the safe to talk national sexual assault or sexual harm helpline at 0800 044 334 or text them at 4334. And we also have all of this information linked in our Feeling Shit page on shityoushouldcareabout.com. So there is help available. And as you guys know, we are 
always here to listen to you, to be a safe space and take submissions if you feel like writing is a way for you to come to terms with your experience. So just know that you're validated and we really are trying to keep this conversation going and we get it. We understand. Right, Liv, shall we wrap this episode up for the week, doll? Yeah, I think it's time to stop blabbing. Guys, if you enjoyed this podcast or any of our previous ones, please do go and give us a rating or a comment on Apple Podcasts and make sure you subscribe. It really does help us and we love seeing the shit show in the charts because honestly we are just sitting here talking shit and it makes us feel really good and we love you guys for it yeah how fucking cool thanks guys planning for your next trip elevate your travel style with quince quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway like european linen premium luggage options buttery soft italian leather bags and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80 percent less than similar brands plus quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.